Welcome back to another episode of Let's Not. I'm Sam. And I'm Michelle. And today we thought we would kind of touch base on some of the crimes that we've talked about recently. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a few a of them bit. have some updates. Um, I was actually checking this morning and I wanted to talk more about the Anna Walsh story, mm. but there hasn't been any updates and he's actually in court today so maybe next week her husband a little bit more about that one yeah oh um but besides that I have to ask you right off the bat because it just crossed my face um have you seen the new eyebrow trend that's happening right now no and maybe it's not fully a trend but it's like going viral at the moment oh I Um, love eyebrow trends no I haven't yeah I don't I don't think you're going to like this one. <gasps> so, you know, for like the last year or two, everyone's been doing, what is it? The lamination uh-huh. where you pull them up. Um, so I actually didn't, I thought that looked really good. I didn't mind that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still more of a fan of a fill-in, you know, with some eyebrow makeup. Mm-hmm. But I just saw this happening. Um, so people have been shaving off the tails of their eyebrows. Oh, Yeah. And it's called like the straight eyebrow trend. Okay, I haven't. I've known about that for a while because a uh-huh. lot of people who do makeup will take the tips off because it kind of opens up the eye. Yeah. And it kind of gives you like a fox eye. Oh, uh-huh. no. I, think, I like, I think it's cute. I remember I grew up with some kids and like boys would always do that to their eyebrows. And I thought it was so cute. I know what you're talking about with the boys uh-huh. and I don't mind it. I also like like the the stripes in an eyebrow. Yes. Oh, <laughs> but it just it brought back memories because the tool that they're using <gasps> to like shave it off is you know remember that little stick thing with the little yeah, razor at the top where it's like you you make the skin taut and then you're like yes. Oh. So that's what they're using interesting is it looking good though when people no. are doing it it's do no. you think because they're taking off too much I think so I think you really have to plan it out well because I actually sometimes really like an eyebrow that's just like kind of thick and it doesn't have too much of an arch and it just kind of like tapers mm-hmm. straight yeah like I love it when your eyebrow and face naturally kind of do that mm-hmm. um, but just like anything I kind of feel like you have to have the face for it I agree. You know, yeah. not everybody can get away with all, all the trends. I mean, you can get away with anything if you like want to fucking do it, but mm-hmm. sometimes it just doesn't suit you as much as a different style. I think if you have wide eyebrows, mm-hmm. it will look good on it. But if you yeah, have like yeah. short ones, don't do it. No. Or as if you have like across your face. Yes. And if you have like thinner eyebrows or, you know, yeah. you were living through the 90s and overplucked them and don't do it. Like, have you seen the eyebrows that are, like, thick at the, like, towards your nose, but then they're really thin? Where it's kind of like the teardrop, and then it goes more. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Like, that's not going to be a good good suitor for this one. Um, But, yeah, and this is also coming off, I don't even think, I think after the lamination, it's like the bleached eyebrows made a Uh comeback real strong for a while. That is not my favorite. Okay, so... (laughs) 
there's a podcast that we watch and one of the people on there, um, his wife actually bleached her eyebrows and she bleached mm-hmm. her hair. It looks so cool. Like it just depends. You really have to have the right yeah. color of like the skin yeah. tone and the color of your hair. I don't know. I feel like if it's like contrast, like your hair, like say if that was bleached and you did your mm-hmm. eyebrows, it would look really good because you have like mm-hmm. olive skin tone. But whereas if I yeah. did it, it would look like I had just left like the hospital or something I don't know no no offense to anyone but you know what I mean yeah I like also with the bleach eyebrows I think it very much depends on those factors but for the most part it's like when I see it it looks and maybe this is the goal but it looks very like alien slash caveman like it makes your eyes sink lower into your face because it I feel like it almost makes your forehead jut out more yeah I can see that. So I don't like the perspectives that it does to most people's faces. Well, would you call it camp? (laughs) (laughs) What is happening? There's too many things to keep up with, guys. I'm just trying to survive life. And now you're throwing a new word out? What is that? What are you talking about? Michelle, I only brought it up because of your story, too. Oh, okay. <laughs> but camp camp is, camp's been around forever. Well, that's what I thought. But now people are, like, saying it like it's new. Well, that's just because the kids don't know. The kids don't know. Okay, sorry. Going back to the eyebrows. That transition mm-hmm. did not work out as well as I thought it would. But going back <laughs> to the eyebrows, real quick. The yeah. 90s eyebrows. So, yeah. recently, I watched uh Pam Anderson's documentary on Netflix oh I highly highly recommend it like I love Pam Anderson so much like she's Mm -hmm. my queen like she's up there with Britney Spears yeah and you actually watched like the Pam and Tommy like series too right and you hated it so I only watched like the first two or three episodes and I couldn't even get into it it was awful don't don't even watch that don't even give them the money for that like if you're interested just watch the Pam documentary it is so good Michelle so it's like and what made me think of it is because she still has like her 90s eyebrows and I was like oh my god I love that so much it talks about her you know, obviously growing up and like where she mm-hmm. came from and stuff. And then all of a sudden she was just like shot up into this whole like sex bunny playmate mm-hmm. lifeguard kind of thing. And it also talks about like how she was affected by the sex tape and everything like that. And um, it, I don't know. Cause like she would journal so much when she was growing up, like she still has all of these journals, all of these diaries. Oh, wow. And so she goes through them and you can like see them and she gives her son. Cause he's the one that either, either he produced it or filmed it. I'm not really sure, but, mm-hmm. um, he was heavily, heavily, heavily involved in it. Mm-hmm. And so, um, she's like just journaling all sorts of stuff throughout her life and they kind of read it back. It's not her reading it because she said it would be too much like trauma and yeah. just bring too much up for her. But she would also watch all of these VHS tapes that she had of herself and like her kids and of Tommy Lee. And girl, every time that she saw Tommy Lee, like her face just lit up like as if she Aww. was a little teenager falling in love for the first time. And 
she talked about like you know the sex tape of course and then also the physical abuse that there was in the relationship and she was like I don't think I ever got over him because she's been married probably four or five times and she had just gotten married I think like maybe in 21 but then she divorced Mm -hmm. like in 22 or 23 Um, but she's like I just think it's because I never got over Tommy and she's like I do love him I'm still in love with him but she's she knows that she just can't be with him for yeah like they're just not good together that way but it was just really interesting I loved it so much like I would even watch it again Oh, okay. We're we're definitely gonna watch it. It was like yeah. on the docket last this weekend, but we I don't even remember what we ended up watching. But that's exciting. Yeah, yeah. I love her. It's just so crazy because when their sex tape was stolen, and it's mm-hmm. like she literally would go to court for a while, and it's like she spent all of this time, all of this money because what had happened was illegal. But then mm-hmm. finally she was like, I just want to move on with my life and I'm not going to do this anymore. And so she yeah. just dropped the lawsuit. They showed a lot of clips of the paparazzi because like the paparazzi is wild now, but back then like, oh my God, it's just so insane. So nothing like this had ever happened at the time. Like it was before Kim K's tape and Paris Hilton mm. and all of that stuff. Yeah. And it's like she would have her mom watch her two sons and she would go out with Tommy and paparazzi would literally yell at her and they would call her like a slut, a bitch, a <gasps> cokehead because they're like, why aren't you at home with your children? And you could see she was literally trying to argue with these people and get them to see that she's not a bad mom. And she's like, they're at home with my mom. Like, what's wrong with you? And they're like, yeah, Mm -hmm. you're a cokehead. And just saying these most awful things. And like, she was just really trying to get them to see a valid point of her. Like, they're at home with, and it's so sad because it's like, you can't argue with people like that. And they just want to see you get like amped up and it was just so sad I was just like damn that's awful that's just so gross because a you can't rationalize with irrational people no so it's futile to even try but b it's like the fact that I'm going out is giving you your paycheck you fucking monster so Mm -hmm. maybe have some respect and don't call me a whore and a cokehead because if I wasn't going out for dinner right now you would get zero dollars tonight you fucking asshole Your whole livelihood depends on me just living my life. Think about that for two fucking Mm -hmm. seconds. Fucking losers. I know. And just like the look in her face was so sad, Michelle, when they called her that. Like she just looked so shocked. So gross. I know. Um, But then like I didn't know that she was casted as Roxy for Chicago last year on Broadway. And so they kind of go through that of where she's prepping for that and she gets on stage and like you just see how she does such a great job and how she's ready for like whatever the next chapter of her life is. And she bought the old house that she grew up in. So she just lives at home with like her she has all these fucking big dogs and she's just like (laughs) she's walking on the ocean every day and she's just very like low key and I love it so much good I hope she's like finding happiness like wherever she can I hope so they showed a lot of the pictures of her like topless and stuff so you could like see her breast and everything and she just talked about how she started feeling like 
just a piece of meat because that's what everyone really cared about. And then she's Mm -hmm. like, well, I might as well just go with it if I'm wanting to like do something with my life. And when we finished it, Joe was like, well, did they need to show like all of the photos? Like, that's kind of weird if her son was the one that produced it or directed it or whatever. And I, I said no, because I'm like, that is what her life was. Mm -hmm. Like, I think it's just getting her story out there. And he goes, yeah, but she didn't want to be like a piece of meat, but then why bring the pictures up again? And I'm like, I mean, that's, I don't know. I thought the pictures were beautiful. I thought she looked great. But she was probably like fucking stoked on them. It's like, I was, I mean, she's still hot, but she was probably like, look at that fucking rockin' bod. Girl, I know I'm just like man if I had the like if I had the body like Pam and the Mm -hmm. opportunity back then I totally would have like been like playboy yes here I come here (laughs) and she talked about how she actually felt safe around the playboy mansion and everything Mm -hmm. because I know there's like the other playmates like Holly Madsen and all of them they kind of talk about stuff that went on but Mm -hmm. I don't know and she was talking about because like when they interview her and she has like the sit down moments she doesn't really have much makeup on and you can like obviously see that she's aged as everyone does but she still looks so freaking beautiful and she's like oh you guys don't want to see my body anymore like no one wants to see what I look like under this and I'm like are you joking me (laughs) yeah she reminds me I feel like she would give me and I haven't seen it so I don't know but in my head she gives me like Denise Richard vibes yes like where it's like you know they came up around the same time they were definitely like sexualized but they were also pretty well in demand actresses for a long time they still look like fucking amazing they dated like kind of crazy people Mm -hmm. um but still just so like low-key and chill and just trying to walk on the beaches of Malibu and have like a nice life (laughs) yeah and I always forget that it was only four days that her and Tommy Lee were together before they got married Mm -hmm. that is so crazy like what a wild love story I know I I can't wait to see it because I don't know you know that was happening right when I was like kind of still like a kid so Mm -hmm. it's like I remember the story that I remember back then but it's obviously very skewed in a different way so it'd be nice to like actually know the backstory of everything yeah and they they talk about how Hulu and Seth Rogen did like the show and she's like no they didn't ask me like they're making all of this money off of me and Mm -hmm. people are still making money off of the sex tape and everything and they asked her like if she were to get as much money as the sex tape has made if she was paid that would she have released it and she's like no I would never have released it I know she's like even with all the money in the world she's like no yeah that's super sad then because I think they even tried to pay her before she started going to court and she's like no yeah no I don't want it out yeah yeah that sucks it's like Mm -hmm. it's one thing if you get around to the like idea and you're like okay with it going out as long as like you're getting what you deserve from it but if you truly like don't want that out there and they just do it anyway like that's fucked up I know it's like that's not your body or like I didn't give you consent to like release this fucking shit yeah and that's what she was saying like even back then she was talking about like we they even had clips of her saying 
we did not give consent to this. Like, this is mm-hmm. illegal what these people mm-hmm. are doing. Yeah. That's so fucked up. Ugh. And then they also showed, like, all of the late night talk show host mm, just literally great. asking about her breast all the fucking time. And you could even see how annoyed or offended that she was and it's just like how gross it was mostly jay leno which i fucking hate him Mm -hmm. they didn't show any Mm -hmm. clips of conan so i was like okay maybe conan's in the clear (laughs) i know conan's definitely my favorite and so i always hope that like nothing because like obviously it i hate to say it but it was like a different time where that was actually like just accepted and normal behavior like the fact that like they even had the gall to ask those questions and everybody was just like laughing along with it like blows my mind now but it was it was commonplace I'm always nervous that something's gonna come out about Conan where it was just like well it was fine back then it's like oh no (laughs) but no Jay Leno was always fucking gross I feel like David Letterman also got gross yeah definitely I think they showed some clips of David and then what really shocked people is like she did an interview with uh what's his name larry king dave larry king yeah yeah larry King. king okay and he was asking her like about her breast and she was like, no, these are fake. Like these aren't my natural breast. And so that kind of was a thing because she was always so honest. Like, no, yeah. these, clearly they're not my real natural breast. Like, come on, people. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. So she was it's just so, like, yeah, I was just honest about it. Like, why not? Yeah. It's so funny when you think about the like swinging of the times where it's like late night shows in like the sixties and 50s were like so prudish where it's like oh no you're showing an ankle or like I'm only gonna speak to you about these very casual things and we're not gonna get into like gross topics and then in the 90s it was just rife with people just asking the grossest things I think it was like Howard Stern that really like kicked it off but it was just like how often do you orgasm like Mm -hmm. are you a squirter it's like what the fuck (laughs) like (laughs) Like, really (laughs) this is Jay Leno like why are you asking me this Uh question like everyone's watching this right yeah and now I think it's swinging back where it's like not even swinging back because like the 50s was just like prudish and like that's you can't ask a woman that and I feel like at least now the hope is that not that you just can't ask a woman that it's like because there's respect there and you wouldn't ask a man that like please respect me and my time and my career and my talent as well Mm -hmm. so hopefully that's what's happening there was a few clips of because she recently did an interview on Howard Stern like a new one and he was talking about when just how people held her on this high pedestal when she first came out she was like so beautiful and Mm -hmm. then once the sex tape sex tape came out he was just like, yeah, but that's when guys like thought you were kind of gross because you've ruined the image of like what this perfect, beautiful sweetheart was like. Like they like it just ruined everything. Like they weren't like excited to see you naked or whatever. Oh. And she's like, uh, she's like, I don't really think that. But he's like, no, like it totally ruined everyone's image of you in their head. And I'm like, give me a like, really? You're going to tell me after seeing that sex tape, you're just like, Ugh, she's gross she's not a virgin like what in what world I know and she was just like I don't think so but whatever you're trying to say sure 
God, I hate dudes. Because it's like, I'm assuming that's actually how he felt. And that's probably how a lot of I know, dudes felt tell. like, uh-huh. oh, this other dude already had sex with you. Like, you're not mine to fantasize about anymore. And it's just like, bro, you never had her. You never would have her. Like, yeah. Oh, it just cringes me out so bad. But you should watch it because I would totally yeah. watch it again. Did you watch the Grammys? No, um, I did see Lizzo's acceptance speech most of it and then I saw that there was some commotion about Harry Styles acceptance speech about the people booing him or did he say something oh people booed him yeah because I think eh. so I didn't watch the Grammys either Mm -hmm. I used to like I I just I used to love music uh award shows because I was like so into music and everything but now it's just the same shit every year like I don't fucking Mm -hmm. care um but I think Beyonce was up for that category that he won and so I think people were booing him um Mm -hmm. unless he said something in his actual speech that are throwing people off so what he said what did he say the sentence that he said, and oh, maybe skewing it a little bit, but I'm pretty sure this is mostly verbatim. He said, things like this don't happen for people like me in his speech. And so everybody, uh, you know, was up in arms. They're like, what, a white heterosexual man? Like, things like this don't happen for you? Um, and then people were like, for the last 20 years, only white heterosexual men have ever won this award. Like, Beyonce's mm-hmm. been up for it like four times and always gets you know, passed over for somebody else. So, and I'm, I'm assuming that he meant it in a very different way, but it just came out very tone deaf. Mm -hmm. And it was just like, why do you think that you're struggling? Or do you not see that you have certain privileges? Um, So everyone like really latched on to that line. Mm. Oh, that's too bad. It's a tough one. Yikes. And of course, it's like, Everybody wants Beyonce to win. All right, guys. Here's my fucking hot take. Don't come Uh-oh. for me. Beehive. Stay back because I'm Sam. in a, a bee uniform repellent thing. I don't know what those things are called. But you're not I'm so nervous. Me. I just... Beyonce doesn't need to win everything. Yes, but I feel like she loses a lot. And like with some of them are very questionable. I'm sorry, but Lemonade should have won album of the year. And I will stand by that. Okay. And maybe... I haven't fully seen Renaissance or like heard it, but okay. I think it's pretty good. Maybe I don't, maybe it's not that she doesn't need to win everything, but it's like, relax. <laughs> yeah. I get that. I mean, people get like really it's like, like they fucking... think that she's really God. Like people think yeah. she is God. Which is yeah. cool. Great. Do I think yeah. anyone's God? Like, I don't think Taylor Swift's God. I don't think Britney Spears is God. But it's like, they literally, they hail to the Queen Bee. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, listen, I don't get that about anybody. Like, I just, yeah. I think they, we've that's had this what, conversation that's my before. Whole thing. It's yeah. like, her fans will literally kill people. Yeah. Yeah. No, people are crazy about like who they have idolized as yeah. beyond, but I I personally don't get that personality trait because it's like, these are just other humans that mm-hmm. coexist in our timeline. So it's mm-hmm. not that big of a deal, but I know what you're saying. Yeah. Um, I mean, she but... does, she is a 
tremendous performer. Like I loved oh, yeah. her back in the day, like the late nineties before she was popping off, like with Destiny's Child. It was like when mm-hmm. they were trying to come up and then she was also in another group. Like I loved her then, but I think, I don't know. I felt like there was a time where her music just sounded the same to me every single time that I, I just kind of like fizzled out a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. I get it. She does have catchy shit though. Cause I remember mm. it was around like Missy's wedding. My friend Marissa was like, you guys have to listen to cuff it, like do your makeup to it and get ready for the wedding and stuff. And I was just like, Oh, it's just like not really doing it for me. But then it like was also a TikTok song. And mm. then I was obsessed with it. Like, yeah, she always has those songs that the first go around, you're just like, oh, yeah, it's fine. It's whatever. But then they become obsessive. For All me, right. anyway. y- you know, and maybe because maybe I just got worn out after single ladies. Mm. <laughs> like it fucking still is not going is literally around no. everywhere still. It'll be around forever. It will be around forever. Um, but no, but then Lizzo's acceptance speech was like super cute. She run she won Love record her. of the year for She's um, no <laughs> about <laughs> about damn time. Um and she was just floored and she was hanging out with Adele. I think they're actually like really good friends. Um she's like, I'm just hanging out with Adele, having a good time, but this is amazing. And I remember her saying that in her accepted speech that she decided to super pursue music when Prince passed away and she just really in his like honor and like memory just wanted to make like happy positive feel good music always and only do that Mm -hmm. I was like oh that's really sweet yeah I really like her music yeah Mm -hmm. they're get ready songs oh yeah (laughs) they sure are well, I've also been hearing that people are talking about Madonna, how she looked at the Grammys. Why? Yes. Okay, but why are we... Sp- when is it... I thought it was not okay to be talking about how people look. I have Or is seen... it, like, different in certain circumstances or what? Well, I don't think that you should be talking negatively about people's right. looks. I haven't actually seen what people have said about her look. I just know that I saw a picture of her at the Grammys and my immediate thought and reaction, and this is going to sound horrible too, but do you remember there was an episode of the Rugrats where Angelica's (gasps) mom might be pregnant and she has that horrible dream about like a big baby that like comes into her life? Kind of. That is, I just, it literally just like flashed to the front of my brain when I saw that picture of her man and that's all I'm gonna say about it it's just her face is very big right now Mm -hmm. and big as in like fillers fillers yeah 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 yeah. Yeah. just over she's overdoing on the fillers a little bit so she has a very bulbous face at the moment I don't think it's something that like you need to like make her feel bad about but it's just what's happening yeah did you ever you like think? Madonna? <laughs> what do you think? I love Madonna. Me too. I mean, I it is hard when it's like you, I don't know, like, how would I feel if I was literally Madonna? Mm-hmm. I was like, making music since I was a teenager. And you're like, mm-hmm. on the cover of all these magazines. 
you know, you're like idolized for how you look, your fashion, everything that you're doing. And then it is, it does suck. Like once you're past a certain age in the industry, like no one literally gives a shit about you. Oh yeah. And it's like, why can't I still dress a certain way if I want to? Like, what does it matter? Yeah. And she has every right to, and hopefully she doesn't give a shit. I mean, at this point she's been in the public eye for 60 years. So I doubt she gives a fuck, Mm -hmm. which is perfect. Like then do whatever the fuck you want. Always do whatever you want. As long as you're not hurting somebody else. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's been years. I mean, there's been jokes about her since like the nineties and the early two thousands about like how she refuses to age gracefully in quotes you know Mm. so and now it's like 20 years later and she's still fucking just doing whatever she wants yeah I was gonna ask you have you because we've kind of talked about uh Leonardo DiCaprio's like dating choice and age girl (laughs) have you have you seen those memes that people are posting the age difference of what it looks like Mm -hmm. like what they posted one of um Millie Millie Bobby Brown and David, what's his Harbor. name? Harbor. And they're like, this is the age gap that Leo dates his girls. Uh-huh. I'm just and like, also, oh my God. It looks so bad. And then also, um, I saw one with Pedro Pascal and Bella Ramsey, I want to say, The Last of Us. Yes. Like, she's 19 and he's like Leonardo DiCaprio's age. So weird, right? Yeah, it's not good. <laughs> but I mean, they want to date him. It's consent it's consensual. She's of legal age. You get to mm-hmm. do what you want. Yeah. I would I would hop on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm way too old, but still. Oh my gosh. I love I want to get this shirt that I keep seeing going around that says too lo- too old for Leo. Oh, I love that. The internet can be great sometimes, you know? We forgot something about the Grammys. And I don't even remember if we petered off on the Grammys. But um, I saw that everybody was up in arms also about Sam Smith's performance of Unholy. Oh, yeah. I haven't watched it yet. I He was recently on uh, SNL. Mm-hmm. And I watched his performance, but I I didn't see the Grammys one. People were saying he uh, what devil or worships the devil. Yeah, he was just dressed up as the devil, and they were just being super sexual. And Kim Petras was like in a cage, but I'm like, that's not that crazy. No, and the song is called Unholy. People. Yeah, I mean there amazing. there are Halloween costumes that deal with religion that are yeah quote scandalous, you know. I thought it was great. I love that song too. Talk about a get ready song. Yeah. I had no idea that that was Sam Smith until I watched it on SNL. I was like, how did I not know this was his, his voice? I know it's so good, but it does like, maybe I'm just talking for myself, but it does make me want to be a filthy little slut. (laughs) (laughs) Oh shit. It's just so good. It's yeah. so good. Mm-hmm. It makes you want to like fucking go out and flirt with somebody until they think that you're going to have sex with them and then go home. Oh, I Pers- love that. Personally. Oh personally. Personally for me. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, it's a great song. 
we can start talking about the Grammys now. All right, guys. So I don't know if you have recently seen, but they just released a selfie that was taken by Gabby Petito weeks before her death, which shows that she had facial injuries on the day she and her fiance, Brian Laundrie, were stopped by the police investigating the domestic disturbance call that was made. Photo was released by the law office representing the Petito family. In the selfie, Gabby has a cut on her left cheek with what appears to be blood smeared over her eyelid. Under her eye and up the bridge of her nose, she appears to be wearing the same shirt in both the photo and the body cam that we can see when the officers stop her. And I sent this to Michelle because I had just, I saw it and immediately my heart just dropped. And it's like, Mm -hmm. you can obviously see how upset she was in the video and all of that stuff, the police footage, but it's just like, damn, like you guys saw these injuries to her face mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's like even yeah. though she was like well I hit him first or whatever like no one should be hitting no anyone but it's like literally shows blood on her face yeah yeah it's crazy I, to me it just makes no fucking sense and I just sometimes wonder like what the purpose of cops are because I feel like even when the story came out you know, they did separate them and what they sent her away to stay at a motel for the night. And even back then we were like, uh, you probably should have done more because even in the body cam, you could see how erratic it was. They were admitting that they were being physically violent with each other and stuff. So maybe more should have happened. But now with these photos, it's like, okay, for real though, you guys should have done more about this situation. Mm-hmm. Because it is kind of blurry, like it's hard to see these injuries because it. I think it oh, just yeah. looked like she, it looked like her face was just red from crying and being yeah, yeah. emotionally upset. Once I saw that photo, I'm just like, how could you have been like, all right, oh. well. She has a black eye. Yeah. It's crazy. Things like that just drive me crazy. And I think sometimes I spiral out too much, but there were points in time where things could have gone down a different path. You know, like that cop situation, it's like, if they had done something different, which, you know, I don't want to like blame them or anything like that. But it's like, what would have happened if that was just handled differently? I don't remember the details are kind of blurry in my head now. But I think one of the calls that they got, the person said that he locked her out of the car, Mm -hmm. or she tried to like reach through the window, but he rolled it up or something. It's like, if a stranger is calling to report a domestic yeah like that alone is already hard to do because you're like I don't want to step in Mm -hmm. I don't know what's really going on is it this serious is it not am I taking this in a different way it's like no one just makes up these things to call on strangers you know what I mean like it takes a lot for a stranger to step in especially these days I think you guys had so many so many tidbits so much information right there in front of your face and that's the thing it's like it takes if somebody's calling it in that means it is aggressive to a point of concern that Mm -hmm. they need the police to step in and why would you believe them like the two people involved like they probably are embarrassed Mm -hmm. that it's happening one of the people are downplaying it because they just don't want it to turn into something serious so it's like why Mm -hmm. why even trust their word like just split them up yeah yeah find out more information you know what I mean it's it's just that all around that 
that photo is not is not good for the police that responded no i was also trying to find some recent updates about another fucking brian i can't remember his last name now brian coberg coberg idaho murders but i think the next yeah yeah. yeah, i think the next time he's gonna be in court is in june okay Mm -hmm. yeah there is a 2020 episode out about it that we've been meaning to watch so i'm sure there's probably some some information in there too like i said earlier Brian Walsh is in court today where they're going to be presenting more evidence. And um, the last time he was in court was for arraignment. And I think that this court date is just further arraignment. They might present more evidence that they found and tested since that last one. So more will come out later today. And then this is going to be a trigger warning. So just be mindful. I'm going to talk about uh, Lindsay Clancy, and that was the mother that killed her three kids. That was just happening when I talked about it, so more information has come out. It is very um, traumatic, so just be mindful of that. Um, so as of right now, unfortunately, since we recorded that, the two older kids had been found dead, but there was the infant that had made it and got sent to the hospital. Unfortunately, since then, he has also passed away. Um, And Lindsay Clancy, the mom, is paralyzed from the waist down from jumping out the second floor window. So that's like kind of the state of everybody at this point. Prosecutors against her are saying that she plotted it now because she ordered food and medication from the local CVS, but she ordered food from that for dinner that night from a restaurant that was a little bit further out. And they say that she um, checked like Google Maps to see how long it would take to get there and back. Mm-hmm. So that's what they're using as evidence that like maybe this wasn't just like a snap and then she did it, but that she was like premeditating it I mean it's premeditating it like a half an hour still before which isn't like she was plotting it for weeks but Mm -hmm. still any kind of information like that they can say that you premeditated it so that's what they're using to say that she was plotting this so that's the the avenue that prosecutors are going down Um, her defense is that she had postpartum psychosis which when we originally put this episode out somebody did comment and say you need to like know what the difference between postpartum depression is and postpartum psychosis. So I did look that up too, just so that we're all clear on it. So postpartum depression occurs after childbirth and about one in seven women experience the symptoms. Symptoms vary depending on the patient, but include frequent crying, anger, anxiety, withdrawal from loved ones, the feeling of numbness or being disconnected from the baby, and even sometimes thoughts of hurting yourself or the infant. These symptoms can appear days or months after childbirth and may have serious effects. The psychological disorder can make it hard for you to get through the day and it can affect your ability to take care of your baby or yourself. Uh, Postpartum depression doesn't go away on its own, but both mild and severe cases can be successfully treated with different forms of psychotherapy and antidepressant medication. So that's postpartum depression. Mm -hmm. Postpartum psychosis is rarer than postpartum depression. It affects about one out of a thousand women and tends to present itself within the first two to four weeks after delivery. 
The onset of postpartum psychosis is often sudden. In addition to psych psychotic symptoms, patients can also develop symptoms of paranoia, mood swings, and confusion. Some research suggests that women are most at risk for postpartum psychosis if they have a family history of bipolar disorder or schizoaffective disorder. In rare cases, postpartum psychosis can lead to suicide attempts. Even rarer are attempts at infanticide. Not only are you dealing with most of the symptoms of psych like postpartum depression, but on top of it, like there's hallucinations and delusions. Her defense is saying that she had postpartum psychosis, where like it just happened. Her defense attorney said that she heard a male's voice saying that you have to do this now, you're running out of time. And that she felt like she had to kill the children and then herself I don't think that they've pinpointed like when that voice kind of happened if it was like before she made the decision to send her like husband away to get the food or if it like while he was out it just like kind of came on and unfortunately this is super trigger warning so her husband went out and got the food he's on you know closed circuit televisions at CBS at the restaurant coming back home when he came back home, he noticed like it sounded just so quiet in the house. So he started like looking for her. He called her. It went unanswered. Um, he went up to the bedroom. The door was locked. He got through it and he saw blood on the floor and the window wide open and then saw her in the backyard. So he went out. Um, I think she had tried to cut her wrist as well as well as jump and that's where the blood came from and so he immediately called the ambulance and he was just like where are the kids where are the kids and she was like oh they're in the basement so I think even in his head at that point he just like thought like she just trapped you know like locked them in the basement while I did this kind of a thing and unfortunately trick super trigger warning again trigger 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 she had strangled all the kids with um exercise bands Oh my god. Like in their downstairs gym. And so when he got down there, he released them, was hoping that maybe they were, you know, they were just passed out. Um, unfortunately, both of the older kids had already passed, and then the younger one continued to live for a few days, but then did die from injuries a few days later. So that's the state of that case at the moment. Uh they do have a lot of diary entries from her. She was like very proficient at that. And she was like very detailed where, you know, she would say which medication she took that day, like how the kids were feeling, how she was feeling. There was an entry in December where she mentioned that she was feeling resentful of the older kids because she wasn't able to be a mother to the youngest one like she was for them, like because obviously she had to pay everybody attention so he wasn't getting like the love like that the first one got when it was the only one and she was like building resentment against them for that but she was acknowledging it at one point she did tell her husband that she was starting to have suicidal thoughts and that's kind of where it is this is just so sad and awful I know I know it's so complicated too I was reading some of just like the comments online because I wasn't sure what people were kind of thinking mm -hmm. and they had released I think it might have been her arraignment where the prosecutor is saying everything that she's being charged for in front of the mm -hmm. judge and they mm -hmm. show her like she's in the hospital in her bed and is she, she's paralyzed or just yeah. still okay from like the neck down or like the waist down do we know 
at right now they believe she will be permanently paralyzed from the waist down forever um but she is in the hospital bed with a mask and everything because i think she's just on so much drugs for the the peril you know yeah and so people were talking about they were like why isn't she crying during this video and i'm like there's so many reasons why she could not be crying. Like, obviously, they're not going to have her not be medicated during yeah. this time. Like, if she was on five medications, like, I guarantee she's probably on double that. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know. And people are just like, she's not crying. Like, why does she look so numb? And it's like, you don't know what she's on right now. Like, yeah, I don't know. It's just. And so then they were also like, well, as soon as she woke up in the hospital, they had the dry erase board. And the first mm-hmm. thing she asked was, do I need a lawyer? So they were yeah. like, why would she ask that if she wasn't meditating the killings of her kids? I don't know. And it's just like, I had no idea about postpartum psychosis. I didn't mm-hmm. know. I have never heard of that. Obviously, she did have some mental health issues going on because mm-hmm. she, she, recorded all of this stuff because she knew that she would have to look back on just patterns and things that she was going through to probably get more help like yeah I know in my journal I write when I'm having my really bad days and what I'm thinking but it's because I'm trying to find a pattern of what's going on yeah and they were like oh if she was really depressed she couldn't journal like depressed people don't journal and I'm just like what are you talking about yeah like where are you even getting that from why do you think you know that for a fact yeah and so then with you describing what postpartum psychosis is, like how it just, you can snap into that stage mm-hmm. or that frame of thought. Cause she was playing, she was playing with her kids the morning of, she- it- yeah. I read that she was building like a snowman with them. Yeah. And it's like, if your kids, if you really, if someone, a monster really hates their kids and they plan to do something harmful, I I don't, wouldn't they lash out more? Wouldn't they withdraw from their kids? Like it seemed like she showed them love for as much as she could give them. I mean, I don't know Mm -hmm. the full story. I'm just asking questions, but yeah, it's very complicated. Yeah. And I don't, I don't really like it when people just state their opinions as facts. Like if you're depressed, you can't journal. It's like, that's not a fact. And you can't Mm -hmm. just say that as if like that blankets everybody's experience I honestly think and you know you can say that when she woke up and she wrote on the board like do I need a lawyer but it's like think of it from her perspective I think she had the rationale at that point to know that she murdered her children and she was actively trying to kill herself so if you wake up and you're not dead and you know what you've done that would be like my first thing too or like did they make it but I think that she knew that she did it for long enough to physically like kill them so I think that she very much knew that they were dead she assumed that she would be dead too and when you wake up and you're not it's like okay well now I have to like deal with the real world consequences of this and the real world real world consequences is going to jail and going to court and stuff Mm -hmm. it's not that crazy to think that that would be like where her mind went and I would just assume that when she woke up she would just assume that her husband at that point has abandoned her for what she's done which you can read his full letter but he did write a very long 
letter to the public about this whole situation and he asks for everybody to forgive her so it's really it's it's like oh my god really well written it really he goes into the aspects of their lives and what she was going through and stuff and um it's definitely worth a read if you're like following this story well and i know people are already making their uh decisions and everything of like what really happened mm-hmm. and fine whatever you think is fine that's your opinion and I'm not uh-huh. even sure what I think at this point I'm just trying to see it from both sides but we are only hearing what the prosecutor is saying right now like we yeah. don't know what her lawyers are gonna bring to the table like it mm-hmm. could be obviously it's gonna be a completely different story so I don't know so I feel like people are kind of just basing that off of facts and there's one thing I kept seeing which I had never really thought of it until you started saying it and whenever we talk about things you're like two things can be true and like ever since I heard that like that has changed my whole perspective about everything in life pretty much (laughs) yeah because it's like two things can be true like yeah yeah oh my gosh yes and so there were people that in the comments they weren't like defending her but they were like two Mm -hmm. things can be true like her doing this and then also this but then I wonder this is just me asking questions her how they say that it was premeditated because she google searched the distance and stuff like that Mm -hmm. maybe she did know that she was something was coming over her and she was just like how long do I have to try to be alone to deal with this like how long yeah Yeah, like when will he come back you know what I mean Mm -hmm. I don't know if maybe she called him because she's like hey I'm worried something's gonna happen I don't know like it could have been that it could have been she wanted to see how long she had to do something to her kids or maybe it was how long I have to try to like keep my children and myself alive Mm -hmm. I don't know it could have been anything and also it's like it's so circumstantial like that evidence and if that's all that they have because they were even like it's not a restaurant that they normally ordered from but then in the same sentence they're like but they have eaten there before so it's like okay like just like what we say where it's like if we got um um uh, not convicted but accused of murder it's like you could find anything to like Mm -hmm. kind of fit your storyline if you wanted to look for it yeah so that stuff is all like pretty circumstantial they talked to the people they talked to the people at cbs because she had like called in the medication they talked to the people at the restaurant because they called she called in the food order and they all said that she sounded fine not slurred like completely with it there was a call that the husband made to her while he was at cbs which not to like be lighthearted about any part of this but it's just so fucking on brand for husbands slash boyfriends where it's like you send them to the store and as soon as they get there they're like well that specific thing isn't here like what what else can I get you instead of just figuring it out themselves so he got to the store she was looking for Marilax for children so she was looking for that they didn't have it he called her and she's like they don't have it like what else can I get and he says that she sounded fine, but she sounded like she was in the middle of something. Ooh. And that's it. But they talked to everybody. She seemed like completely in sound mind. So I think, and if they can't provide evidence where it's like, she was like Googling how to strangle a child or like things like that, it really does feel like something that just came on very suddenly. And she felt like she truly had to do this. It's very much, um, 
you know, this happened with Andrea Yates back in, I want to say the 90s, where she was a mother that she was the one that drowned all of her kids in the tub, five of them. And back then they just said that she had postpartum depression. But now, now that we have different terms and like they've studied it more, they believe that she had psychosis because she also said that she heard a voice tell her like, this is the only way to save them. This is the only way that like you can save them all. Was that the one where the housekeeper found them or like a nanny or like, I think it was the husband and she Mm. was the one, if I'm remembering correctly, where it's like, she had postpartum depression after every single kid, but they were religious and, you know, they felt like if you're procreate, you know, like you have sex to procreate and you should have a big family and stuff like that. So a lot of people went kind of against the husband too. Cause it's like, you see that she gets into like, like she had severe, severe postpartum depression where it's like, why would you put her through that five times? Wow. You know, um, he was, if I'm, re- I think I'm remembering this case correctly. He was also he was stationed somewhere. They were like on like army, like housing, you know, like he was part of the military. So I think he came home and she had unfortunately drowned them in the tub and then like put them in bed. It's crazy. I mean, it's literally the last thing you think would ever happen. I think it's even more astounding for people because you assume like the love of a mother for her kids is like the greatest love ever. Mm hmm. Which for the most part, that's true. But also it's like, if you can't control it, I have a feeling it was legitimately like a psychosis break. Have they said, so she was like already on medication and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. And she was seeing like a therapist or psychiatrist or something. Like, I just wonder what they're going to release to give us like more information and more details about everything. I'm not sure if she was seeing somebody but I know she was on three to five medications because of postpartum depression and anxiety because I think this is just regular now but after you have a baby I think you're supposed to have one follow-up visit which one doesn't really seem like enough where they check in with you and see like how everything's going and stuff yeah so I think on that follow-up they must have prescribed her some additional medication I also don't know how old the infant is because I mean, the definition of psychosis is obviously, you know, just blanketed, but it Mm -hmm. did say that it usually comes on like two to four weeks after birth. Um, I'm not sure how old the infant was, but I don't think, you know, even if the infant was like four months old, I don't think that means like you can't get psychosis. Right. I feel bad for that whole family. I super Mm -hmm. feel bad for the dad. I know. I just can't imagine just like your whole family just being like gone in one instance, you know? I know, especially then being like, what's he thinking him leaving the house? Like, mm-hmm. what is the percentage of guilt? I'm not yeah. saying he he should feel guilt or if he shouldn't, but it's just but you like, just do naturally. How do you, yeah, how do you work through that? Yeah. And also, how do you work through? knowing that this person is still here and it's like that's your significant other I know and they did this thing and do you continue to support them do you hate them do you love them do you want to help them do you think all I think all of that yeah yeah it's just so much to go through it's like one thing if like say 
they were all in a bad car crash it's like that just kind of happens but like to know that they were responsible for it Mm -hmm. it's just crazy I mean I wonder if the portion of the hate he might feel towards her is affected by like knowing that she did have she was dealing with some stuff you know instead of it just being like I don't know you know how some I can't think of his name but the Chris guy who killed his kids Uh, because he thought he could go live a life with his Mm -hmm. new person you know it's just I can't even imagine because this is like so different it's like Mm-hmm. And I feel like that is the bigger thing between like mothers who kill their children and fathers who kill their children. Cause usually for the most part, the moms, they're not like trying to live like the second life where their children are a burden. There was one case, I think it was the Susan Smith case where that was the thing. Uh, like her new boyfriend didn't want her to have kids. And so she ended up killing them. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the most part, it's like, no, they try to kill themselves too. Like they think that they need to yeah. do it like too. It's not like they're trying to have a better life just for themselves. It's like the psychosis that comes over you that you're like, no, this gonna this is going to be better for all of us. Like we all need to, to die right now. Right. <sighs> it's so sad I know well how do we wrap this <laughs> one up <sighs> I don't know guys we're so either. sorry we're uh we don't mean to be such a bummer but we also want to you know keep updates going with you know things we've said in the past so let us know if it's too much we can stop <laughs> we can stop and also yeah. let me know what your favorite Beyonce song is because maybe I just haven't listened in a while, okay? Don't mm-hmm. come for me, all right? You're done. You're, I am this done. This podcast is over. <laughs> when we took a break, I was peeing and I was just sitting on the toilet. I'm like, I'm done. I'm canceled. Yeah. <laughs> you you should probably just delete that whole segment out. Keep this in so they know it happened, but <laughs> you've realized your ways were wrong. Kind of wrong. Not wrong. <laughs> I mean, it's just like when people don't get the Taylor Swift thing. It's just like that, you know? Yeah, yeah, of course. But anyways. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. We hope that you enjoy your weekend. Stay safe out there. Yeah, we'll see you next week if we have. Oh, my God. Yes. And then also, happy early Valentine's Day because we won't be talking to you before that. Happy Valentine's Day. Yeah, I hope it's a day full of love. 